What's going on, party people? It's recaps. This isn't suspect picks. It's not suspect picks. I did give you, I did give my insight on one championship. You'll hear that later. But yeah, I'm continuing with, this is, I'm so late. I am so late with this. I, this, the recaps, um, I'm supposed to be doing that. You guys will be hearing from me like Sunday and Monday. All right. Yeah. So I'm late. Okay. I am late. Goodness. So yeah, you, you would think this is suspect picks. It's not suspect picks. I'm still going to try to bring you suspect picks. We got Superman Ryan's, uh, Span. No, that's not as damn boy. I'm getting old. Jesus. <laughs> and of course, of course, I can I can hear because everyone I know I only know a few hardcores. Okay. <laughs> I only know a few hardcores. Everybody else is like, yeah, well, you shouldn't know who it is because ain't nobody watching it. You need to watch this damn card, y'all. God, bunch of filthy casuals. And make up all kinds of excuses. It is Tatiana Suarez fight week, people. What is wrong with y'all? All right? What is wrong with y'all? We got one championship. I'm going to talk about that later on. I got listener questions. So, yeah, y'all shouldn't be waking, waiting almost damn near a week for me to answer your questions. Only got two questions left on the day. I did answer two other questions that pertain to suspect picks. Okay, so if you have questions for me, first of all, ask them anytime. Ask them anytime. All right. Now, um, I know y'all like, well, gee, Melkin, if you do your, your podcast all the time, we'll ask questions all the time. I know. I know. But, uh, yeah, I'm so, you know, I hate being inconsistent, but yeah, I had to take a break, get some things together. Anywho. So one championship, I mean, not one championship, but I have recaps. So this is UFC Vegas 70 that we have upon us. Jessica Andrade versus Aaron Blanchfield was UFC Vegas 6-9. All right. Man, was I wrong. Congratulations to Aaron Blanchfield. Now, Andrade was my pick. I ran around all across the universe claiming that Aaron Blanchfield was going to get destroyed. Instead, she did the destruction herself. Congratulations to that young woman. You know, ain't nothing like underdogs, man. You know, we like that plus money over here. I didn't play this one, though play um but did y'all play i did make a suggestion my man catfish called in said that he had aaron blanchfield as underdog pick his suspect pick i said well you know what i added in well she could win via submission or decision she can in fact outpoint jessica andrade because sadly that's a good way to um do it she did outpoint in the first round however Per the numbers, they were pretty much even in terms of total strikes and significant strikes with um, Andrade kind of leading a little bit. So that's why a lot of people are concerned about Aaron Blanchfield because she was getting tagged. She was getting tagged. To me, I had her. I had Aaron win the first first round via strikes. But as we saw in the second round before that takedown that finished the finished on the day, um, you know, and it was one out of three takedowns. So that's, you know, it is Andrade. You know what I'm saying? This is someone who's an elite grappler in her own right. You know, well, dangerous grappler. I wouldn't say necessarily elite, but I would say dangerous, you know, because, I mean, let's face it, the elite, most elite grappler in the women's division is fighting this week, people. Now, um, 
But yeah, we're a little concerned because you know you're getting tagged up and standing in front of a knockout artist, a female knockout artist. You know, it's a lot of men knockout artists, but you stand in front of one of the most heaviest hitting women in you know sports. I mean, right now, you don't stand in front of her. So you know, we're a little concerned about you know Aaron taking one too many shots going forward. It can she beat? Because a lot of people say, look, the hell with the rankings. Milken, you're always talking about the rankings. Now, here's my thing with the rankings. It's not necessarily rankings per se. It's it's not about like, you know, number one goes first because that keeps changing because right now the women's division, right now Manon is supposed to be number one because she took out uh, Caitlin Chukagan. I ha- I, let, l- listen, listen. I don't know why Chukagan was ranked at number one. It, it doesn't, it, it, at that time, it didn't make any kind of sense. They just put her there. She didn't do anything to her. She got, look, she got beat by Andrade. She had no business being there, and she lost to Manon. She had, that's how Manon got to number one. But she had no business being there in the first place. So I don't, I look, the, you, none of the rankings are accurate. None of them really make too much sense. That's why I don't understand why people are sitting up there arguing about pound for pound. I gives a good goddamn about no pound for pound. I don't care, man. I don't care. It, it's that's the most pound for pound is the most mythical damn it's you know what i mean like come on and then it's megan anderson who's you know in charge of all this this is a come on man i can't take this seriously my my thing about the rankings though there it's a measurement we have our order online we can go online because like i keep track of a lot of things just me you know cause especially by fighters who aren't ranked I'm more concerned with f- fighters who aren't in the rankings because some of these divisions, some of these promotions, they don't have an even amount of fighters per division. B- men's bantamweight, for instance, and women's flyweight. It's a lot of fighters in that division. Like right now with UFC, they do that the, they're 15. Bellator does a top 10, and, you know, one championship's kind of sad doing a top five. But... It's the amount of fighters who aren't ranked that I'm concerned with because if you don't can't get into the rankings, like like Tatiana Suarez, if by some stretch of imagination she doesn't win, it's hard to for fighters. A lot of fighters are like, "Look, I'm ranked. I'm not going to fight you because you're unranked." Period. Right. And then you have to go sift through a sea of all these fighters. Like women's flyweight, there's a lot of unranked fighters in women's flyweight. There's a lot of men's bantamweight fighters. There's a lot of men's middleweight fighters. And lightweight is pretty much, men's lightweight is stacked everywhere. Like, it doesn't matter where you go. If they weigh, you know, they weigh in at 155, you got problems, Jack. It don't matter. People like, no, UFC has the best. No, they do not. And it doesn't matter because a lot of these fighters are coming from these other promotions. They're coming from LFA. They're coming from CFFC. So it doesn't matter. You can't sit up there and say, well, no, they got no, no. They were good before they got there. That's why they're in the UFC. They were, well, not all of them, but, you know, a lot of them, you know, but certain divisions, it's just a problem. Men's featherweight, it's a problem, Jack. If you half-ass the men's featherweight and lightweight right now, as of today, you're going to have problems, man. Straight up, you can't be half-ass in these divisions, man. Like I said, women's, women's flyweight, you can navigate. Women can, other women can navigate in that division. It's not necessarily uh, as tough as women's strawweight, but... The problem is if you can't get a ranked fighter, you're stuck facing. You could, man, like someone's starting out right now in the beginning of the year, like like Suarez. If she can't by some stretch of imagination beat Montana De La Rosa and she's stuck 
facing off against, she'll get a ranked fighter. Like, like Suarez will get a ranked fighter. But, like, there's so many that aren't ranked that she can end up running into that could, that put, could possibly give her problems. You know what I mean? Like, and then you have the strawweights that can move up. You know, like, so... Like uh, like Amanda Habas is a perfect, even though she's ranked in two divisions, she got put back down number fifteen. No, what? No, she was fifteen before, and but they put Maverick. No, Maverick was fifteen on the other day, and now she's fourteen, which is like musical chairs. It was musical chairs at women's fly, flyweight at the fifteen spot. Uh, but anyway, anywho, I got two count on two listener questions on the day. I'm gonna get to those listener questions right now. All right. Now, my, my girl, uh, Nick, <laughs> oh, my God, she asked a question about Connor. The Connor stance came out of the woodwork. Like, mind y'all business. She asking me questions up in here. Y'all mind y'all damn business. It's crazy. I'm like, they're up there bugging her. So she asked me, you know, who I got. We got Chandler versus Con- I feel like I'm yelling. Am I yelling? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all, with this volume and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Can you hear me? That's the question. Can you hear me? Okay. I think, uh, all right. Can I get this volume together here? Because I feel like I'm, uh, yelling. And, uh, the ladies, Maida, Myra, Bueno Silva, and Aaron, congratulations to them for picking up bonuses on the night. Okay. So, um... My, my question from at NNUSNA97. We know her as Nikki Peeps. Who you got? McGregor or Chandler? Early suspect picks. Yeah, baby. I got McGregor. I just think that the counter punching will be too much for the countering of Chandler and his offense. I don't also, too, with Chandler, he has to be more technical. I don't think he's ready to be a more technical fighter. You know, because there's nothing like, you know what I'm saying? This dude took, you know, this dude's taking punches from. You know, uh, from Justin Gaethje, when you that kind of fighter, you like, yeah, come on. You know, you saw it with Volk, with Islam. Come on, bring it. That's the best you got. That's the best you got. You know, this is Sparta. You know, you do all that kind of stuff. It's hard to get out of that. You know, I can't lie. I would love to do that. We all love to do that. That's the best you got. You know, uh, you, you stand up there, you end up like Captain America. You know, I, I can do this all day. Everyone wants that Captain America moment, that MCU Captain America moment. Well, just a Captain America moment, period. He has some good moments as a gun book character. Everyone wants those kind of moments. You know, I'm not even a Captain America fan, but people want, even me, I want, everybody wants those moments. You know what I mean? But I think it's it's hard to turn the entertainer side of him off, and he has to take McGregor seriously. Let me tell you something. I don't care what, you know, oh, McGregor got, you know, chin by Dustin. He got his leg, he broke his own leg versus Dustin. I don't give a damn. Listen, I don't like McGregor as a person. I think he's probably washed at this point. So I am going to slide some change on Chandler. But no, McGregor is somebody who I would take when it comes to fighting. No, I take him seriously. No, no, no. And my criticism with John Jones, the juice and the steroids, no, I take him seriously. Those are two individuals folks need to take seriously. Now, can they beat their next opponents? I don't know. I don't know if McGregor will beat Chandler. I don't know if John Jones is going to do well versus Surreal Gone. Thank you for the question, Nick. Speaking of Surreal Gone, Serial Gains, <laughs> my man, New Year, same B at Mr. B1986. Man, what's good, brother? If, speaking of Surreal Gone, if John Jones defeats Surreal Gone, he asks, 
and wins the UFC heavyweight title, you think that'll put him back at number one, pound for pound? Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Oh, they can't wait to do it. They already put him in at number 10. He ain't stepped foot in the octagon yet, and they put him at number 10. Put him back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They can't wait. They they need, listen, listen, and it's nothing. They need both these. UFC needs both these fighters. I don't see how they could function without John Jones and Conor McGregor. They just don't have the talent. John, both of those guys, let me tell you something. If you want to do well in the UFC, people argue about fighter pay. Look, you got to earn it. You got to earn it. And you, they, they sh fighters should be forced to earn it because it, they need to live up to the standards of Conor McGregor and what John Jones accomplished inside the octagon. Definitely don't follow in their footsteps as far as outside the octagon goes. Definitely don't want to stay away from the cocaine, kids. Stay away from the goddamn cocaine and, and whiskey, okay? But <laughs> definitely don't want to follow in their footsteps. But Conor McGregor, listen, he is a top draw. I mean, this dude has Hulk Hogan numbers. You know what I mean? He has Brock Lesnar numbers. This dude is a top draw in MMA. And as we see, it's not something that's easy to do. And it seems like the numbers are getting lower for their pay-per-view events i'm not the gates seem to be doing well they seem to be selling out but that could be just people just waiting so long you have so many different because remember ufc didn't do a whole lot of traveling in 2021 uh it's mostly in 2022 so a lot of people still you got um the london crew what's good y'all hopefully y'all listen to the show the london crew um that we know of on the timeline uh and off uh, mma twitter you know, they can't wait for the London card to come back again. They they uh, meet, met up before. They're going to do it again. Like, it's <clears> – so we'll see how the numbers are for the gates. I just I think it's important for the UFC to get – I hope they come back to Philly soon. It's important for them to get out from out of Apex Center. Uh, so but so it's yet to be determined if the gate levels are lower. The pay-per-view pay numbers, the pay-per-view buys are definitely lower, way lower than they used to be. But I still think – so without – so if they're low – Again, it was the absence of Connor, absence of John Jones. You know, and on the women's side, don't have Yuani MJ check anymore. She retired. So we're going to see how these numbers pick up. You know, and um, yeah, so the, they need those two. They definitely they impacted the sport too much not to uh, for people to say that if they left that, you know. So these are important fights right here. Even even the fights coming up with Suarez and Montana De La Rosa because they, they need their female Habib. They need their female Connor. They need someone to come out. I mean, Val is great, but she she not, you know, she not putting asses in seats. People like to watch her on T, you know, on a, on a you know, device when they're at work. They're not, you know, pay to go see her fight. And then who she's fighting. That's another problem. I think Aaron Blanchfield is becoming a fan favorite. And as I said, um, Casey O'Neill. So let's take a look at that. Thank you guys for your questions. It's greatly appreciated. So, yeah, let's take a look at these rankings right here, all right, before I get into the recap for that card. Now I know what you're thinking. Here he, here he goes with these damn rankings. Listen, it's not really about the rankings per se. Like, if you haven't, like, Islam Makachev, for instance. Makachev, I believe that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. So he beat DuBronx. So, do we really want to see him versus now? To me, fight math doesn't work. Just because he beat Dubronz doesn't mean that he's going to beat Dustin or Gaethje or Benel Dariush. Now, Benel Dariush and Dubronz are going to fight again. Now, of course, the problem with this situation is Islam is looking at two, reach, two rematches, either with uh, Volkanovski, which seems highly likely, with uh, 
Yayar being out, he's going to be out for 180 days. I mean, you know, I don't know. You know, me personally, I would just vacation. He, the vote just welcomed the, well, well, funny thing about vote. Oh my God, vote. Oh yeah, we all know that disappointing look, boy. Oh, yeah, kids are beautiful. Kids are wonderful. But man, I know, I personally know that look of, oh, another girl. Yeah. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, you personal experience, boy. I know that, that and it's just, uh, yeah, it's oh man. Anyway, I know that look. So I don't know. Maybe he don't want to stay home. And he want to get back in the octagon as soon as possible. Even he, you know, him and he went to Islam. Congratulations, gave a hug. Yeah, we're gonna do it again, right? Then he's on my timeline. Islam talking about some was well, it wasn't Islam. It's that damn. Uh, Ali, because let's face it, Islam ain't on no damn MMA Twitter. It's a damn Ali controlling his account. Tell some who's next. And Volk said again, well, you know, we're running back, you know. So, <laughs> in Abu Dhabi, let's go. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Because we got Fazeev coming up. You know, that's that's a big-time matchup right there. I think, man, listen, I think, man, listen, I think Fazeev is going to listen. Okay. Um, we got Benel Duryu. So, we, you know, it. Hopefully he doesn't. I mean, I want to do Bronx to win, but I also don't want to see an uh, team rematch. So we'll see what happens. But my point is, there's no guarantee that Islam will do well against the people that do Bronx or even uh, Habib Beak. You know, like a lot of people want to use, they want to throw out, like like, like Pieta. Like, even though Pieta beat Izzy, people want to see him versus a wrestler. You know, I, you know Aaron Bo Nichols. Uh, you know, you, you do still have Vittori. I don't know, you know, because that's because the problem with that is it's all is he sloppy second. So do you because how can you brag? You know, what I mean, it's like, yeah, look who I beat. Yeah, so is he. You know, what I mean, I just that's what I don't like. You know, that's what I don't like. But well, with Aaron Blanchfield, just because she can use her wrestling versus Val, it doesn't mean she can use her wrestling in a division full of wrestlers. Like, I just don't see how that's going to work. You have Suarez on her way. Tracy Cortez, who beat Blanchford by decision. Yeah, it was a close fight. We Now, she did beat uh, Miranda Maverick. Good for Aaron, but Amanda Habas, she's at number 15, so she don't have to worry about her right now. But we got Santos out. We have Manon still out as far as we know. Okay. Andrade just got taken out. Chukagan was taken out by Andrade. She's really not a, she's a non-factor right now. Grasso got the title fight, so I have to include her. Murphy, Murphy just lost, and Arujo has a fight coming up. So you have Jennifer Maya who's fighting uh and who's going to fight Casey O'Neill, who's a wrestler. So he got two grapplers, uh Maya and O'Neill. So there's no guarantee that Aaron Blanchfield could beat either one of them. So if you have the fighter go up through the rankings more in a more slowly, more methodical pace and face at least a handful of fighters who are ranked. This way you have a good barometer. So this way you don't have this, uh, you know, musical chairs happening in your in the divisions like you have at Women's Strawweight, for instance. You know, you got Carla Sparza, you know, Thug Rose seemed like she was the best strawweight on the planet at one point in time. Can't get past Carla Sparza. You know, we got Zhang Wei Li, who seemed like she was going to be the demo, demolition woman. She can't get past Thug Rose. Thug Rose also has problems with Jessica Andrade. You know what I mean? Amanda Lemos should be next for the title, but she got brutalized by Jessica Andrade. You know what I mean? So it's, it's I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? 
it's musical chairs up in this joint. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mackenzie Dern can't stay on the win streak. This now, you know, she went from being undefeated to not being able to sustain a win streak. Oh my goodness. And then Amanda her boss is ranked in at number uh she's ranked in at number nine. Torres is uh pregnant, so her boss is going to she's going up against Vina Genderoba. No, Marina Rodriguez is going up against Vina Gentaroba. So that's a weird one right there. But of course, it makes sense because Marina beat Amanda already and Torres and Dern. She hasn't, Andrade just fought. She should take some time off and she fought Jan already. So it's really nobody else for her to fight. She lost to Lemo. So, you know, and knowing Marina Rodriguez, she's, now knowing her, she's rallying to say, she probably said, nah, nah, let Lemos fight for the title, uh, which she shouldn't say, but. She did. She was beaten by Lemos. Uh, I think she, Marina should fight Thug Rose, but, you know, I don't know. Or rematch Carl Esparza. But we'll see what happens with this Jinder Robo fight. That's a big one because if Jinder Robo wins, that's a big one. Uh, and then that'll be another uh, jiu-jitsu black belt in the upper division. Yeah, but I, I do believe that Casey O'Neill will get a good push if she defeats Jennifer Maya, even though Jennifer Maya is, is ranked at number nine right now. Uh, she had, all of them got bumped down. I do think that she will get a huge push unless Chu Kagan step because you Chu Kagan is usually the one to test everybody. And I, I don't know what's going on with her contract. If she's at the, she has to be at the telling her contract. She's been in UFC for a hot minute, probably at the telling her contract. Uh, or was she already? I don't know. I think she was already. So I don't know what's going on with Chu Kagan. She's usually the one that calls fighters out to put a stop to them going moving up the chain. If she doesn't come around and move up the chain, there's no one else. That's it for Casey O'Neill. You know what I mean? Like everyone else has a fight schedule. So she could say, well, you know, I need to wait for, wait for all these people. Just have me and Aaron fight. You know, I, I think she will get a you because the top seeds are injured and Val's fighting. So and Val could say, well, no, not now. Let her wait. So. I believe that Casey O'Neill may get it. Because, again, remember, if you're one of these people that want to throw out the rankings, well, it doesn't matter where Casey O'Neill is in the rankings if you're one of these people that throws out the rankings. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So if you like, ah, get out of here with that hipster stuff, milking, okay, no problem. Let's get Casey O'Neill up in there. Have her. Swar well, I don't know what's going to happen with Suarez this weekend, man. I don't so it should be it should be an easy fight for her, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know I thought Andrade would be an easy fight. You know, for, I thought Aaron Aaron would be easy for Andrade, and look what happened. So I don't know, man. I don't know. This is and then you know she's going up against. Well, I talk about her on suspect picks. I talk about her on suspect picks, but I mean you know she swore is going up against someone, armbar queen, and I mean she got riddled with injuries. Mm -hmm. uh, and we seen what happened last time. Someone went up against uh, a female fighter who had armbar. Uh, you know, victories, you know, bad things happen. Now, we had Jordan Wright versus a terrible fight at lightweight where uh, Jordan Wright fought Zach Puaga, who was a horrible fight. Zach improved to 7-1. What a terrible fight at light heavyweight. Jordan Wright, thankfully gone. I don't understand why he was in the UFC to begin with. Oh, my God. Old Beverly Hills Ninja, take his ass back to Beverly Hills. We got at heavyweights, another horrible fight. UFC Vegas 69, Jamal Pogues versus Josh Parisian, who falls to 15 and 9, 15 and 6. 
Jamal improves to 10 and 3. Horrible fight. I don't know why they keep putting heavyweight fights that aren't ranked fighters on the main cards, man. I don't care if it's a fight night card, man. I want I expect more from a fight night card than I do pay-per-views, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man, because that's what you're mostly stuck with. You're not necessarily stuck with a pay-per-view, you know? Oh, my God. But anyway, light heavyweight. Another horrible fight. William Knight, Marcin Prashino. Oh, my God. What a terrible fight. Marcin won by decision. 18. We lost watching this fight, okay? Improves to 16 and 6 on a day. William Knight falls 11-5. He is no longer in the UFC as far as we know. Thank God, good riddance. I, I, I hate saying about the brothers, but good grief. Now, a fight. First of all, I want to say thank you to Alexander Hernandez, someone who I thought I would never thank for anything. And, of course, my girl Jessica Andrade for taking on these last-minute fights. There's another thing, another issue with the Blanchfield fight is that as Andrade with no real actual prep. She's coming in last, you know, truly last, you know, short notice. So, uh, you know, can we really use that as a barometer? People talking like she's, you know, new Habib. And I'm like, yeah, last minute fight reminds me of Bobby Green with Islam. And I was like, eh, last minute fight. I'm not going to really count that one. And we saw that, yeah, you know, it didn't, nothing changed. You know, he got, he got pieced up. In the short time that Bobby Green was on his feet, you know, he pieced up Islam. And Islam went up against another good striker and they, they got pieced up again. Uh, Nazadim Sadikov versus Elvin Elders. He early prelims bringing it again, man. The smaller divisions, early prelims, bring the fire as usual. KO round three. You know what I'm saying? Women's bandwidth. Lena Lanesburg. Oh my, this was the one right here. Oh, that's what I want to talk about real quick. I'm trying to keep this as short as possible. But yeah, oh my. William Knight, man. Who was the idiot who bet on all oh my? He's receiving death threats. Yeah, I want William Knight gone, but death threats, really? Oh, my God. Who was the morons who bet on him? That was the worst bet on the night. The worst bet on the night. William Knight has terrible cardio. Why would you bet for him? Why? Against him? Absolutely. For him? What moron does that? That's stupid. Look, if you're one of these individuals listening right now who put money on William Knight, you need to slap yourself. Ask somebody out in the street to slap you. Okay? Find somebody who doesn't like you and ask them to slap you. You need to get slap. You need to stop betting right now. You have an addiction. Because that's stupid. That's usually when you can tell someone with an addiction. Listen, you stop. You don't, you're not good at betting. Stop it. Stop right now. Cold turkey. Take a, or, or at least take a break. Because that is ranked stupidity betting on that fight right there. Only a moron bets on that. That's dumb. Hell no. William Knight, you out of your goddamn... No. Now, if the fight's going to be horrible, why would you bet on it? That Oh, my God. That's ranked. Ranks, I'm so tired of betters coming onto social media, complaining about uh, the fighters losing on fights they shouldn't have bet on in the first place or was the wrong person. It's like, no. Like, don't get me wrong. I've gotten picks wrong. I got the main wrong. I've gotten picks wrong all the time. But look, when I'm dead on, I'm, I'm not bragging. And when I'm dead on, and because the thing is, I'm not, it's nothing to brag about because I'm dead on. Like this one right here, Lena Lanesburg versus uh, Myra Bueno Silva. I'm not alone. Vegas. Vegas had this as the heaviest, she had 
Silva as the heaviest favorite. Okay, that's not because she's that great. Because I mean, I, to me personally, I think she's she has the potential to be a great fighter. But right now, she's not. It's not because she's that great. It's because Lena Lansberg is that bad. You, you see what I'm saying? Like this is nothing to brag about. It's, you know, I'm not gonna sit up here and brag. Yeah, you know, I picked the heavy favorite. You know, you know, get someone who's not good. Elbow Queen, my ass, whatever her nickname was. Happy retirement to her. Uh, yeah, go away. You know. <laughs> Go away, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. That's the fight right there because it was just no, this was because it was just no excuse. There's nothing that Silva could have said that would have excused her from not wanting this fight. Everything she can do is a way to beat Lena Lanesburg. Everything. You know, at least with Andrade, we know, you know, it's always a size difference problem with Andrade. There's always a reach problem for her. Her fighting style, her resorting to her old ways. There's a lot of factors that can go into Andrade's list of losing. Bueno Silva, this one right here, come on now. She improves to 10, 2, and 1. Heavy favorite, and you do your parlay for a finish submission. That's been her track record so far. Boom, easy money. You know what I mean? Now, what wasn't so much easy money, featherweight, we had Jamal Emers. He improves to 19 and 6 on the day. Kusin. Askabov, I for some op something just man, I was I was at the I was at the office, <laughs> I was at the office, you know, and I, something just was eating at me. I was like, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm bet I don't know what it was, but just the instinct instincts kicked in, and I, I got up and I went and I put cash bet on Jamal. Some change, just some change, nothing to brag about. Um, put some on Jamal Emmers. I don't know what it was, but something just just. It was because you listen to the suspect pick. I had, I, you know, I, that's the one I actually got. You know, that's the one I, one of the ones I got wrong. Not too bad on the night. I got those the two back to back wrong with the main. So just three on the night. Not a bad night at all at the office. But, um, you know, I thought that was kind of a shoe in. But I don't know. The instincts kicked in. Put some money on Jamal Emmers. Kind of broke even on the night. Um, cashed that out. Got Ovin St. Prue. Yeah, and I said it. The crazy thing is I said it. I, yeah, I know. I picked Ovin St. Prue. He was my most suspect, a suspect pick, underdogs on the night. And, um, but I, I knew that, you know, yeah, he holds his head up too. I said it. You know, he holds his head up too high, which leaves him susceptible to getting hit. And that's exactly how he went down. Felipe Lenz gets his, exacts his revenge on OSP. I hope OSP just retires. God damn it. Retire, man. Uh, he falls to 26 and 17. Felipe improves the uh, 16 and 5 on the day. AJ Fletcher was that. There's your lot. There's a, that was another easy one. Another. We got two finishes, two f heavy favorites, especially um, Clayton Carpenter, right? He was the heaviest favorite on the night. Why would you bet on a minus 113? That makes no sense. We got a minus 250. We got a minus 300 right here. You just get the parlay for your plus money so you can cash. Why would you sit that man? Slap yourself. God damn it, slap yourself. AJ Fletcher came through. Tenant improves the 10 and 2 on the day. I was concerned about the reach advance, but it didn't matter at all. Caught Thimba uh, Garimbo in a mounted guillotine. Finished that fight in round two. Round one finished for. Clayton Carpenter, he remains undefeated at flyweight. We got new fresh blood coming in, people. You know what I'm saying? 
So yeah, yeah, I got to start. Like I said, I can't keep leaning on the same old fighters. Okay, but yeah, not not a bad card on the night. But that man, that main card, oof. Pu, thanks. I'm thankful for the ladies. You know, it's just hey, congrats to Aaron Blanchfield. The ladies brought it yet again. Ladies, every time the ladies end up in the main card by default, they come through. You need to start scheduling them. Period. Straight up. Hey, what's up, Millican? It's your boy Juice from the Friendly Sparring Podcast. Hope I'm not too late. Wanted to get your thoughts on this situation with the Tough House, where Conor McGregor kicks some people out. Seems a little weird. And then I saw Chris Moutinho post that he was an alternate. He got kicked out. I, I don't know. It's just, it's very. It feels very reality TV in the sense that like. They're just doing it for the drama, whereas Tough never felt like that. It was a competition that happened to be filmed. Yes, there was some drama in the house, but not around, like, the show itself. Like, damn. What's good, Juice? What is good, man? Yeah, and you, um, thank you for submitting the question. No, it's not late. This is perfect. This is a, That's a perfect question. Um, I'm late with the show. Because, <laughs> um, uh, you know, Nick asked the question as well. Yeah, because this, this is a big one. This is a big, a lot of things that happened this year to me are big. And, and I mean, hey, they're UFC is celebrating their 30th year. I mean, I've been watching it the entire time, so it's kind of celebration for me as well. So, but this is huge, you know, uh, Connor Chandler. So I guess they, I don't, I mean, I just, I think it's bizarre. Like a Kevin Lee, as problematic as Kevin Lee has been, it's like, nah, if anyone should be training somebody, Kevin Lee should be training Connor how to do, how to wrestle. I, I don't know. This old, older fighters versus younger fighters is bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, And then, yeah, finding out that Connor replaced guys with his own. The crazy thing is it might actually improve the show because um, I heard, like, something about Wonderboy, Connor. I don't, again, hearsay, hearsay. But, you know, I heard that Connor has something to do with Wonderboy coming in or that Wonderboy is going to join. I, I would assume as like a guest coach or something like that. But again, I don't know. The whole thing is bizarre to me. The The whole thing is just flat out um, bizarre to me personally. So I, I don't I don't. You know, but I think we should reserve judgment until we see it. But um I, I, I don't, I think it's because, you know, the problem is that Dana thinks because it's Connor, people will buy it. So he could do whatever he wants because it's Connor and people will watch it anyway. So mix it up. And I don't know, you know, because what if the young guys do beat some of these old timers like Kevin Lee? What if the young guys comes in there and, yeah, actually beats his ass? Then it's kind of like one of those, you see, especially with, you know, Eagle FC has, is down. FAC is down, you know, uh, Habib packed up, said, you know, that's it. He rolled out. I'm not sure if anyone got Eagle FC, and I'm not sure what's going on with FAC or Gloria MMA. I heard that Gloria MMA got sold, but I don't know. So this could be the UFC trying to help out those fighters. So, and and that's because, you know, and, and sign a few and said, you know, let's let bygones be bygones. I mean, I don't know if there was issues with Kevin Lee in the UFC, but, you know, We've seen Dana complain about someone and then still sign. 
because it's not entirely up to him. He has to put on the show. So there have been times where he had to eat crow and swallow his pride because he didn't really want to sign Chris Cyborg, for instance. But it was like, look, you know, she's here. She's a star. Build the, you know, instead of having her cut down. Plus, you know, what, what 135 or wanted to fight her. So it was like, it was no point in her trying to go down to Bantamweight to follow, you know, to, to get up to, to fight Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey seems to abduct her, which I don't blame her. But, you know, it's, it's 135, 145, you know what I mean? So we, but my point is we've seen Dana change his tune. So it could be him bringing those fighters in to kind of do them a solid. And maybe they, they change the format around to kind of help these older fighters out. And then it could be a test like, yo, you know, we're here to help you out. But look, if you can't beat some of these young fighters, then what we need you for? You know what I mean? Like, I, that's pretty harsh. Uh, I wish Kevin Lee would improve. I'm just using him as an example because I know he's one of the people that, you know, this will be coming back. He's someone who should improve, who can improve. You know how I feel about the geezers, but he can improve. So I, I don't know, Juice, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I don't – if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Dana is the main one who credits Tough for bringing him out of financial difficulty. And I, I learned the hard way that there is no safe ground when it comes to money. There is no safe – you could I, give me a billion dollars tomorrow, I will still play you – know, I'll splurge a little bit. But pretty much, I'm planning as safe as possible, man. Because I lost everything, at what you know, twice. Ah, uh, man, look, you know. So I'm cautious when it comes to money. So uh, me personally, I, if I knew Dana, I'd be like, nah, just stick to the same format. It's not like people really want to watch this, but at the bare minimum, stick to the same format, you know. But another thing, Juice, the previous one with Nunez and Haba, uh, with Nunez and Pena. Those were a lot of, they were actually, those are season, those are season fighters, especially Helen Peralta. She's been in the business a long time. So I think another problem could be juice that they're finding, they're having a hard time finding young fighters because they already are signing them through the contender series. And if they're coming out, especially cage warriors, for the most part, if they're champion like cage warriors or Invicta and even LFA, they just bring them over anyway. So I think another problem, too, is that they don't have the young fighters like they had before because they have all these different uh, avenues to pick the fighters up. They're not waiting around. They're, they're pretty much grabbing younger fighters because they got to fill in these cards. And that's another thing, too. Over the years of tough, they didn't have this many cards. So I think that's another problem because they're signing a bunch of new fighters who I just finished watching. I'm like, oh, I just, you know, a couple of fighters. I'm like, wait, I just watched them in, you know, LFA or CFFC. And I'm like, wait, what are you doing over here? So I think that's, it's a bunch of problems and they just kind of package it to be kind of older guys versus younger guys. But really there's a bunch of other things that are going on. So I think, you know, you know, I'm one of the UFC's biggest critics, but I think maybe we just give it a benefit of doubt, Juice. But thank you so much for the question, man. I really, really appreciate it. And, yeah, with the recaps, if it doesn't have anything to do with the upcoming card, yeah, ask any time. Ask any time, Juice. Take it easy, man. Thank you. One championship. Now, before I get into a detailed breakdown, um, if y'all not watching these cards, uh, you know, they do have some fights that suck. But the thing about one championship, here's the thing. Why should you watch one champion? I mean, because I think even the casuals who claim that they don't care about rankings, things like that. The fact of the matter is there's a system in place for the UFC, and I think that's why people like it. Like Aaron Blanchfield makes a good victory. She is going to eventually get the title, a title shot. I don't know about the title, but a title shot. It's easier to understand. 
because there is a system in place. It's, they, don't, they don't always utilize the system. They get lackadaisical with the system. And sometimes it seems like I'm watching, I mean, personally, it just seems like I'm watching WWE 2.0. But the thing about one championship, they don't play that land prey. They don't, it's needs to a grand opponent, so you can't, so the fighters can't do the land prey. And they are quick with them yellow cards. Yellow cards, where is that? Is that soccer? I know, I think it's soccer. The yellow cards, the disqualification, but I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not big on soccer. Uh, I'm not. Football, I'm not big on it. Uh, remember, it's football, soccer, NFL, national football. I hate the confusion. Well, you know, football slash soccer. No, no, no. Yes. You, if you want to say football and it equals soccer, cool. It's the National Football League. NFL. That's what I want to hear from folks. That way people know what you're talking Stop saying football and you're, on, you're confused on what you're talking National Football NFL. Then we know what you're talking about. I don't hear anything about football and you're talking about passing something. If you're talking about kicking something, okay, fine. NFL. Okay? I want to hear American football. I just want to see NFL. Okay? Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. But yeah, they're quick with the yellow cards. So you're not going to get boring fights. They, they, man, Muhammad Sulainam pulled out the yellow card for Denise on Denise Zambawanga's uh, fiance. Damn, I was like, oh man! And then so <laughs> that pushed him to finish the fight with 15 seconds left. 15 seconds left. I was just like, oh my god, bro, what are you doing? Oh, you know you need that bonus. You get married. To a fighter, oh come on, son! You need that. Oh, I ain't know what that what was on his mind, man. But Denise fights something like that. I don't know it's something about they deserve each other because she fights like that. You know, like I wouldn't be surprised if she gets a yellow card in the next fight. Uh, you know, she brings it sometimes, but you know, it's like because ah, she rides too much on the wrestle to me. You know, but she learned from the Ham fight. You need more than wrestle. Ham smoked ass. Ham taught her that there are levels. Oh, okay. You just think I'm a striker. Okay, now I'm, I'm gonna show you what grappling is. And she out wrestled Denise Zambawanga something fierce. She schooled that kid, man. But anyway, before I get into the rest of the card, but yeah, one championship. Yeah, you got you. You want to see violence? It's hard to keep up with it because there's so much going on, and it's not really that organized as far as who's supposed to do what. And on top of that, the weight cutting problems that they have over there. Cause they try to make more lax weight cutting and it just leads to more weight problems. <laughs> you know, they, they have to change, they got to change up how to do things. They have to be more like UFC in that regard. But anyway, uh, and before I get into the, de the details of the actual card, which like I said, fantastic. You want to see carnage. If you just want to see car, if you need your fill on carnage, I know people watch UFC cause it's easy to understand. Uh, you see the women a little bit more frequently. It's, you always feature women over at one championship, but I, I, you know here, like you know who Aaron Blanchfield was before she fought. You know, like they when they showcase the ladies, like we got the ladies coming up. The hottest ladies that they have, other than Mackenzie Dern, have a fight schedule. You know, like I said, I mentioned Casey. Like, like you get to see them more frequently in the UFC. You get to see them in the 
Well, nah, not even really, because like it needs like a uh, uh, Angela Lee probably won't see her for the whole year. Who knows? Or we only going to see her once a year. Like UFC, you going to see probably see certain fighters two, three times a year. You know. Um, but yeah, if you just want to watch carnage, brutality, one is must see TV. Anissa Mexa. So, but starting out, what I want to do is talk about what I brought up on the timeline about Anissa Mexa. Nisa Messon, if Mexon, if you don't know who she is, French fighter, she is um, probably the most decorated female Muay Thai fighter right now. Okay, like truly, you know. So her expectations for one championship, because of that, was that she will walk right in and get the title shot, add that belt add the one championship belt to her collection. Okay. She is no joke as a fighter. Okay. Uh, the reigning ISKA world K one Bantamweight champion, the reigning W a K O world K one Bantamweight champion. We see a picture of her. She, she make you think that you're looking at, um, Oh man. I was trying to think of the boxer, but her name escapes me right now. But anyway, uh, Glory, super bantamweight champion, former two-time, you know, uh, WP, WPMF, world multi flyweight champion, like you name it, you know, former French, European, and world savant champion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you name it, she's done it. The one championship title is the only one that's evaded her. Okay, so what happened? Why am I like talking about this? Why did I kind of have like that tone in my voice that I'm irritated? Okay, so my man. So first, let's bring up. Let me uh, talk about the post, and then I talk about what she done did. Okay. So, um, one championship to start off the year, January. They had their fight night card featuring Stamp Fairtech. Okay. Anissa Maxson was scheduled to face off against uh, Anissa Maxson. All right. And the she was a no call, basically a no call, no show. That's what happened with her. She's essentially a no call, no show. And, um, which, by the way, there was a uh, the Lee family citing Christian Lee and Angela Lee. They were cited at their younger brother's uh, competition, so which is a good thing. Which is a good thing, um, you know, having that citing. Now, so according to um, so reported by the homie Nicholas Atkins at N I C O S C M P on Twitter. He uh, he's a reporter and editor who covers one championship for South China Morning Post in Hong Kong. He always has in-depth news when it comes to one championship. So what he reported was Nisa Mexican refused to fight stamp because there would be no decision slash win bonus if the mixed rules bout went all four rounds. Says one showed her disrespect made a huge mistake in the contract 
and in their communication. So my issue is one that probably is a, probably is true because one championship kind of seems a little vague and they're not the most transparent company in the world. And that's a problem. I have no doubt that that's what happened. My issue is first, what she said was she was a no call, no show at the presser. You don't do that. Nowhere, especially for Muay Thai. And we're talking about a promotion that now has their hands on Lupini Stadium, which is where a Muay Thai fight between her and Stamp no doubt would have taken place later on because here's the thing. She wants a title shot. They said, okay, you can get a title shot. Why don't what we do is we'll change it up because initially it was a mixed rules fight. Muay Thai, well, it was going to be a mixed rules fight. Muay Thai, and that's what she's talking about. Muay Thai, then mixed martial arts. Muay Thai for the third round and then finish off with mixed martial arts. Really kind of, so I hate the mixed rules fight because it's really so that the one fighter, you got the more, you got the world, like Ron Tang versus uh, Mighty Mouse. You have the world champion Muay Thai fighter, so the Muay Thai round favors them, which is what happened versus uh, DJ spent the, his time in that first round surviving. He was getting tuned up and he was spending that time scrambling out, making sure that he doesn't break any of the Muay Thai rules in the process and just trying to survive. MMA helps Demetrius Johnson. In this case, I believe and many believe that Anissa is the better Muay Thai fighter. So if Stamp can survive, she'll live to, you know, do the mixed martial arts fight and that will give her an advantage. I personally didn't think it was going to give her an advantage. If she gets tuned up by Anissa in the first round, to me, she was going to get tuned up in the second round. Didn't matter. But then one championship championship said, okay, well, look, how about another fight for, I believe it was going to be for the interim title for the Muay Thai belt. Because that's what Anissa wants is the Muay Thai belt. Anissa had called out Jen Tai. Jan Todd is the interim title holder, not the world title, not the world champion, but she is the interim title. So I don't know how that was supposed to work, but I think Anissa was going to probably go after Janet's kickboxing title. She just wanted to fight Jan Todd. Now, Jan Todd is no joke, so I don't know how that fight would have went. I just think that stamp style, she's not really volume, and she kind of, uh, kind of waits. So I just think that, um, you know, I, I like her methodical style. works perfectly from MMA. I don't know about Muay Thai kickboxing because she really, the fights were close. It could have went either way, but I just think it just seems like she has an issue with volume. And we saw that. And then I don't want to compare the Supergirl fight. So anyway, speaking of the Supergirl fight, oh, Anissa is a no call, no show. She initial claim was her, she had an emergency in her family. Then when Stamp and her team accused Anissa of, and Anissa doesn't show up to the fight. Doesn't tell anybody anything what's going on. So Stamp weighs in and even had the dreaded, uh, you know, rap of uh, shame. So she had the dreaded rap of shame. Well, you know, the cover of shame. And she had to take off clothes to come in at 115 on a dot. She didn't have to. She wouldn't have had to go through any of that had Anissa told her what the issues were. And Stamp even said, hey, just you call, reach out to her and tell her what the situation was, especially if there wasn't going to actually be a bonus. Because this whole thing, could she could have just told Stamp, the hell with Chatry. She could have sat down and said, hey, you know, Stamp, listen, you know, we not, 
you know, they're not trying to pay us any a bonus for this fight. And Stamp probably would have had that. And that would give Stamp the option of, you know what, of saying, like, you know what, I, you, you're not going to do it? And Nisa says, no. Nah. All right, well, you know, I ain't going to do it either. We go tell Chattery, like, yes, no, nah, this ain't right here. We ain't doing this. First and foremost, don't sign the contract. So she should have told Stamp the minute she read the contract. She should have told her. And then Stamp could back out of the fight. Now, thankfully, Stamp still got a bonus. But it was for a kickboxing fight with Supergirl Ferretech. I mean, Supergirl Jarunzak. I'm sorry. Anna Supergirl Jarunzak. What further makes this just an unprofessional showing from Anissa Mexican is the mere fact that Stamp's only option, because Supergirl's, uh, her dance partner, Barbie, Miss Waite, Supergirl's left without opponent, Stamp, it worked out because they, you know, they fought each other and they got, both got the bonus. But we're talking about Stamp Fairtech going from facing Anissa, weighing in. So she's only 115. She hydrated to 117, which isn't a whole lot. Going up against someone who's walking around at 125 pounds. Supergirl literally walked in at, into the, the uh, circle at 125 pounds. Thank, thankfully, she didn't hydrate up. You know, a lot of these fighters, they hydrate up to what would be their natural weight. So, thankfully, Supergirl didn't hydrate up to, like, 130. But it was a kickboxing fight. But we're talking about someone that's two girlfriends, two friends that have to face off against each other, which is bad enough. But then, on top of all that, Supergirl is, as we saw, if you watch the fight, a massive size difference. And then Stamp... She's going in and gets her buddy who only knows how to move forward and throw bombs. So she's got to avoid the bombs. And we saw how she was fighting. Like Stamp, she uh, kind of, you know, she did the right thing. She just relied primarily on counterpunching, which was a good plan. And she, she did it well, you know, like, like make sure. Because I think people thought she was just looking down and cringing when Supergirl would converge. But Stanton was trying to keep her chin as low as human possible so that she didn't get caught by her buddy. Because they trained together, together. So she already knows how Supergirl's going to come in. And she's, I'm sure, and she's watched her fight. So she already knows how Supergirl's going to converge in and try to, you know, lay Stamp out. She shouldn't have to have gone through any of that. Neither one should have gone through that. Because Stamp is coming in at a massive disadvantage against her homie. So that's why, you know, I, I said what I said on the timeline. It was just unprofessional of Anissa Mexican. There's no excuse for it. It's incredibly disrespectful and wrong on so many different levels. So, yeah, I just had to get that off my chest. If for me personally, I don't think she should get a fight. I think she should get out with a cutter. You're going you're gonna to say all this after the fact. You're not going to tell the boss what's going on. And you're going to pull a no call, no show. And you're a Muay Thai fighter. And you're doing this after they get Lupini Stadium. It's, this is the too many eyes. You're talking about right now she could have been regarded as the queen of Muay Thai. Get Anissa Maxson into the Lupini Stadium ring. They already had Nango featured. Already had Ratang featured. All they were missing was the top ladies so far featured you know Janti was out with covid alicia is coming back from being pregnant it all you needed only thing we're missing was one of whose many and myself included regard as one of the best muay thai fighters ever if not ever you know right now going and she screwed the pooch it's just 
it's just irresponsible and just disrespectful on our part. So I had to get that off that off my chest. So hopefully people who are fans don't understand, you know, my disdain, not that for her personally, but just for the situation and what she did. Okay. So one championship. Let me tell you something, man. Listen, listen. One championship. Now, as far as the violence goes, man, let's I like I, I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. How y'all only watching one promotion, man? I can't, man. Listen, listen. How y'all only watching one promotion? Who? They've been putting on weekly cars, people. And, um, you know, they double up. So if you're on the East Coast, morning cards on Friday. If you're in the United States. Now, I think Pacific time, you guys, around 4 in the afternoon, I think. I'm not sure. But, no, if you're on the East Coast in the United States, you catch one championship with your morning coffee about 7.30. You want to be up. And then later on that night, double bubble. Because, I mean, Singapore time, technically, because it's, it's called One Friday Fights. That's what it's called. And then you have the fight night cards. Those are the uh, fights on Amazon Prime. Those are in the evening. So it's kind of tough, you know. Um, but, yeah, and then they, they load them up. They load them up. And they really, because they've been, a lot of the events have recently been over at Lupini Stadium. Man, listen, listen. We got a ring. We have jujitsu. We of course Muay Thai, because that's Lupini Gym. Uh this this it's the as they say, you know, the Madison Square Garden. Not of MMA, but of Muay Thai. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's the spot for Muay Thai. And um Yeah, so they've been loading up the Muay Thai fights. They've been loading them up. Now Again, fantastic cars, violence, way better than the UFC. But, man, this, this the weight cutting. Good grief, man. The weight cutting. Like, oh, my God, man. I, I don't know what's going on with one champ Because they're – so what, what, what one championship does, the first issue, if you, if you list this as a – no, this is like a broken record. But the hydration, okay, I think that's a good idea. The weight cutting, looking at the hydration. Because they want to make sure that the fighters aren't dehydrated. The problem, of course, is that, like this, what happened, you know, this week is, you know, you had a bunch of fighters who had to take the test multiple times. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, it's still going to give them problems. My, to me, this is like uh, Jean uh, Ching Long. Okay, he came out. It took him 90 minutes to come out. Now, he uh, he made weight 144.75 pounds. Okay, so we had a, uh, for this upcoming, for one fight night seven, Martin Nguyen, man, I feel bad. Martin Nguyen used to be, man, two belt holder. He was the man, boy. Who he is on his struggle as of late. So he gets a second, counted second, late replacement opponent. In the span of four days. <laughs> okay. Man. Okay. Fabricio Andrade. Okay. So his headline. This upcoming card. This headline. The, the Prime Amazon Prime card is headlined by Fabricio Andrade. 
versus the always dangerous hands of stone John Lineker. Now, General John Lineker has historically always had problems making weight. Now, here's the thing. Now, he may have problems at bandweight, 135, if I remember correctly. Okay, these fights are taking place at 145. Their bandweight is 145. I can't stand it because I think that it limits the amount of divisions. They, they can make up as many divisions as they want and, and make whatever, call whatever weight class they want. But they're, they're operating with it. They end up, one championship ends up operating within a bubble. And they're sitting up here like, yeah, we got the best ones in the world. We got the best whatever. Like, your fighters can't even make weight. So I'm like, let's stop saying you got the – no, stop. They do, I mean, you know, when it comes to the best strikers in the world, oh, absolutely. That's it. It's becoming a wrap if they continue uh, with this kind of success that they've been having. But I wish they would just have regular weight divisions broken down the way that they do – all in all the other promotions. I don't want to say the promotions in the States because, you know, you have Cage Warriors, that's out of Europe. Their um, divisions match the UFCs in America. So that's why I don't say, uh, you know, in the States because, the you know, it's a couple of promotions that have regular uh, Ryzen. You know, Ryzen has, you know, they have a legitimate women's 105 division, which is where Hamsi He comes from. Uh, she was the anyway champ over there. Linda Dario fails hydration for the second time. So uh, had uh, she had under two hours to come back. I don't know if she came back. So that's another thing with doing these fight picks. I mean, it shouldn't matter. I should just go ahead and do the fight picks. But uh, my man, Simipet, Veritex, one of my faves over there. Okay, he had he needed a second attempt to make 144. I'm like, I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand. No, Linda passed on her third counter, third attempt. She's done. You know what I mean? Like that part, she is worn out. I don't even want to know how that fight's going to go tomorrow with, with this. Okay. But good headline over there for the, uh, it's one Friday fight six. And uh, now, oh my God. Now one uh, Friday night's five. Okay, the great thing about that was, you know, just incredible card. However, it was like for, for the lead card, lead card, no, for their main card, a bunch of catchweight fights. It, every I think I believe every fight was catchweight except for one. I'll go over that in detail in a second. On this card coming up, the lead, the, the main card between Pat Manet, Sora, Jorwan, Jorwan, Versus uh, Kun Harlek Singya Ma Maoyan Mawin. That one is catchweight. That's Muay Thai 141 catchweight. Now 141, I you know like that right there. Just make it. Just make it. Like when you want 141, like just go ahead and make it. Um, just go ahead and make it uh, um, featherweight. Make it an actual featherweight. Just say featherweight. You know what I mean? They came in under for featherweight. Like, no, you're in. You're fighting a featherweight fight. Now, of course, a lot of them don't want to do that because they want to be listed at a certain weight class. But, yeah, I don't know. You know, and they got men's atom weight because atom weight is 115. Like, no, man, this is ridiculous. Like, make atom weight 105. You know, make and I just, uh it drives me crazy, but I'm going to stop complaining. But, but, yeah, it's not working because you got catch weight. Well, no, the co-main. I'm sorry. That's that's not the co-main. That's not. The, I'm sorry. 
Pat Mani is not the, that's Coleman. So we got uh, Ging Sanglet Tor Laksong going up against Kong Thorani Sor Samya. That's the main, that's going to be the main at flyweight Muay Thai. That's the main. And then the catchweight is co-main. So then we have Adamweight. We got another catchweight fight, which is the third bout. We, uh, so then we have Adamweight, flyweight. And I see that's a problem because what's microweight? Actual one on five. It's just bizarre. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's not too bad like it was for the previous event. But yeah, it's just, it's getting out of hand. You know, it is absolutely getting out of hand. Now the fight card on Amazon Prime, I don't know how the whole thing turned out with the weight stuff, but like Danielle Kelly, well, Danielle Kelly is, she's small. She's only like 115-ish. Ayaka Mora, they're doing that at catch weight at, uh, they're going to meet at 119 because Ayaka Mora, she fought last at 125. So that that fight makes sense to be catch weight. We'll see how that one goes. I think uh, Danielle Kelly would because Yaka she is a judo fighter wrestler. So because the problem with a takedown versus Daniel Kelly is that's exactly what Daniel Kelly wants you to do. That's that's what Carlos Sparza did, which led to the headbutt when they met each other, and then the fight was stopped. It was called because you know we body slamming somebody. Jujitsu turn versus Daniel Kelly. You know when you when you. I mean, the slam might work, but more, more times than not, the jiu-jitsu practitioner is used to it, and they have their head off of the mat, so the impact is just on their back, not their head. That would knock them out, like a powerbomb like Rampage did many moons ago. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not a good idea for a high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner. We saw that with Bo Nickel. We saw that when he went up against, oh, uh, man, what is Gordon Ryan? Yeah, there we go. When he went up against Gordon Ryan, he did slam, and I believe that's when he got caught in the armbar. It's like, yeah, nah, dude. You know, it's the cross bars is the same thing, led to the head, but it's like, nah, stop. <laughs> you know, not nah, not nah, you know, someone who's iffy, like like Tatiana Suarez power bombing Montella De La Rosa. Okay, yep, because she's a well, that might not work either. Because Montana's a, I'll talk about that doing suspect picks. Yeah, because that's that's not probably not a good idea. Cause she'll probably do the same thing. Catch Tatiana in the armbar, because that's what she does. Same move as Gore Ryan pulled on Bo Nickel. But anyway, should be a good card regardless. You know, Martin Nguyen, uh, you know, who knows how that fight's going to go. But, hey, he always brings it. Uh, it should be a good kickboxing fight. Some of Peck doing kickboxing. But, again, that could be because of the weight issues. Because what that's what we've been doing lately. Instead of doing Muay Thai, they like, you know, no, let's just do some regular kickboxing. Because Muay Thai rules are different. And with kickboxing, they're a little bit more loose, uh, weight, And then, no doubt, Simipek is trying to cross over on top of all that. So we'll see how it goes. One Lupini. Now, they, they call it now. It's, it's Friday, Friday Fights. Now, this is one. What I'm about to do a recap on is one Friday Fights, but it's also called one Lupini 5. And we got Sanaz, Feyas, Manish. Muay Thai and kickboxing crossing over to uh, MMA falls to one on one. This is a, this is late two ladies at Adam Wait. We had uh, Shahiro Sawada. Yes, if you're familiar with one champion, well, first of all, if you're a one championship fan, you probably watched this fight already. I'm not telling you something that you don't already know, 
but uh, she hit the submission via Americana. She, of course, is the sister of Ryutu Dragon Boy Sawada, and she improves a 4-0 and 1 on the day. Good performance from her. Strictly all wrestling from her on that matchup. We had Claire uh, Ron King. This is a catch. This is the, you know, I said catch weight. This is a catch weight fight at 130. You see what I'm saying? Like it's 130. Like just have a 130 division. Or just, hey, ladies, you know, you know, go ahead. Can you do one more pound? 131 and just make it ban away. You know what I mean? Like I just. <sighs> okay, I'll stop nitpicking. Okay, I'm starting to. But, uh, yeah, of going up against Hannah Brady. And, yeah, if you know these fighters, you know, you're like, oh, this probably was a bad matchup. It was. First round KO, Tomahawk, elbow, right hand from the British native. Claire just, you know, calls herself Chun-Li. She might need to change that name. Got completely outclassed. Uh, claimed that Hannah was one-dimensional. <laughs> she found out the hard way, but... Hey, man, respect to Claire. All of her fights were in Thailand. That's how you do it. We had Zeba Bono, K1 flyweight champ, 6-1 now. No, wait. Zamba falls to 6-2 on the day. She does have 50K uh, kickboxing fights, but she lost this one via GMP. The 10-time Russian kickboxing champ, 48 and two improves the 49 and two uh lost for well no 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 that's kickboxing i'm sorry that's kick this was mma kickboxing this was strawweight mma uh lost the four amount but like i said got the win over with uh some gmp remains undefeated and uh she just used her kickboxing the entire time so good for her and that's what i'm saying like you know you got these world champion kickboxers crossing over into MMA over at one championship, they are going to end up having, because people say, well, who's the best MMA striker? You know, you hear, because he's fighting soon. God, I can never remember. Every time I, I could see his face. Oh, Adrian Yanez. There we go. Adrian Yanez, Max Holloway. Yeah, I got the best, best MMA boxing. I can't stand that. I can't stand it. No, you're not. You know, stop. Stop. I hate that. MMA boxing. Either you know how to box or you don't. You know what I mean? Now, it's striking. Striking because MMA. So, it includes everything. Not just some damn boxing. No. Not. Straight up. Not. Not, not anymore. Not what they got cooking over at one championship. Revo. Revo. Sor Samaya. Going up against Furkan Karabang. Karabang. This was a catchweight fight. And Muay Thai is another catchweight fight. There's a bunch of them. Got fin you know, uh, Rival Revo got finished after uh, he was doing well. Inside leg kick looked to be a knee. That's what I think happened. Hit that knee. And uh, Furkan got the 10,000 bot. He got, I, I wrote that, I, not wrote down, but I, I, I thought he said 10,000 bot, but. I assume it's a hundred three hundred fifty thousand bot, which uh, is ten thousand dollars in American dollars, as far as I know. We had Kunzuk Sor D Chapan, another catchweight fight at Muay Thai. Second round just started unloading uppercut body punch to Yaban Garm. 
Lucky Boone Theron. Theron. Yeah. Theron. Here we go. Yeah. So, catch weight. We had another catch weight fight. You see what I'm saying? This one was 132 pounds. I'm like, yo, just come on, man. Ladies throwing down. Ione Lawrence out of Fairtech Gym, 19 and 3. Seemed like an early stoppage to me, uh, but fight stopped due to uh, punches to the face. <clears throat> we have, uh, it was uh, Ploy Mong Young, smile, Muay Thai Gym, of course, out of that gym, got pieced up. Got pieced up, fight stopped in the first round. We had a Tia P PK Senchai. Now Senchai, I don't know if he's going to still fight Bolkow, Bolkow, Uh Those two legends, two of the top names in the Muay Thai arts. Uh, we'll see. This will be bare. It's, I, they, I heard it was bare knuckle. It's bare knuckle, but I heard it was Muay Thai bare knuckle. I don't know. That's going to be. Man, listen, that who? Oh, I don't know if I want to watch that. 55 wins, 20 KOs for PK Sencha, I believe. He went up against Delt T. Bloomerart. Bloomerart. And this was men's strawweight Muay Thai. Man, boy. Was it uh, Delt, Delt T.? Man, that ginger is so pale. <laughs> he was glowing in the dark. I know that sounds racist. I'm sorry. This kid was pale. Like, goodness gracious, boy. He got hit with an elbow. Uh, low leg kicks never got back up off of his stool. So, um, PK Senchai, I mean, just, a, just comboed the kid to death. Uh, got the $350,000 bot bonus. We had uh, Nam Fung Gai Now Sor Samai at flyweight Muay Thai, right hand to back of the ear. I mean, it looked like the back of the ear to me. It looked like the back of the ear to me, but, you know, that's legal. That's legal hit. That's legal hit. 56 sec 57 second first round KO received 350,000 bonus. Uh, Plotty Pond PK Senchai out of Senchai Gym. Uh, yeah, got got laid out. So we had uh, Den Krian Cry Senior Muay Thai at that word again, that gym again. Uh, went from a technical fight to a, just a battle of attrition. Um, what a fight right here. Also catch weight 130. They got to saw that problem. If they come in 130 on the dot, just make the division because I think you can do 130. I don't know what it's supposed to be called. Uh, big, I got to ask Big John McCarthy one of these days. Hope, I wonder if, hopefully he'll answer on social media. But, you know, Twitter is such a disaster. That's the best place to ask questions. But Twitter is such a disaster. He probably won't. He's probably not even on Twitter anymore. But because um, I, I think... Kind of, yeah, 170, 175 is good as far as uh, in the MMA rules. I don't know this is Muay Thai, but, you know, I'm just like, just do a 130 division. What is this? If they hit 130 on the nose, just do a 130 division. I don't know. But anyway, uh, so we got uh, Song, I believe it's Song Gana, 
tore Bruce Lee. This is catchweight 130. Muay Thai yet again going up against Den Kryon. 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 Singya. Does that word again? <laughs> Mayan. Ma Mao Wen. Went from, and like I said, went from a technical fight to a battle of attrition. And um, Bruce Lee. Yeah, well, like I, this fight, we won. To me, this fight is a perfect example. There is no losers. And Bruce Lee lost by split decision. And, of course, we had the headline, Super Bowl. Muay Thai, Kung Klai. What a crazy fight this was. 350K by bonus that I think, uh, like I said, I think that translates to um, $10,000 in, in the U.S. 350K bonus was paid out. But yeah, you definitely, I mean, you know, it's a shame. And the thing about it is, my thing, oh, so how do you solve the weight cutting problems? Well, I think the divisions, you add divisions, first of all. You have all the promotions, same divisions, every last one, same divisions. But, of course, you can't make them do it. And, you know, it's not much of a sport if a promotion like one can come in and just do kind of their own thing. So it's not really a sport, which is another problem. It's really entertainment. It's really just a business. But I just think that that's the best option to solve this problem. More weight classes, then the fighters don't have an excuse. Oh, you came at 130? Don't worry. You're fighting in this division that you're fighting in for tonight. Perfect example is like Stan Fairtech versus Supergirl. So that fight, they went on and did it at 125. This gives Stamp an opportunity to hydrate as much as she wants. Uh, she only went up two pounds, but she's officially fighting in the next division up. Even if it's just one fight, still, it's classified as a, um, well, I was about to say straw weight. Yeah, straw weight, 125 over there. So... You know what I mean? I think that's perfect for her record. And she has a win. That's this way she has wins in two different divisions. So I just think that that's um, a good thing instead of this catchweight nonsense. But, yeah, I think that's the, the key is the, the more weight classes. More weight classes. Because both fighters are making a weight, waking an even number because, you know, it's five and, oh, so 130, 135, 140, 145. 170, 175. So my thing is like, because it's it, like with UFC, it is wrong to have such a gap. It's 155, the next weight class up is 170. That's too much of a gap. That is entirely too much of a gap. So that's what I would do. That's the first order of business as far as the promotion goes. Have the hydration test like uh, one does. I think that's a good idea. But what one needs to do, they need to find their fighters when they miss weight. Now, you know, they have to, the, the opposing fighter has to take the fight. But I, I just think that there's a, there's a lot more discipline that needs to be going over there um, for the situation. But they themselves, the best way, you know, more weight classes. So that's what I think. Um, but, yeah, at a certain point, these fighters have to they have to get it together. You know, stop. Like the, with the Izuki Harata fight versus uh, Ham. It's like, look, why are you getting – no, the, the – Find somebody else to fight. I mean, they already agreed, probably already signed a contract. But it's just like, come on now. Come on. Like that That whole con – it should be a new contract. 
You know, it's like, no, no. But I I just think Hobbs should fight someone else and not waste the time. But who am I, right? Who am I? Uh, But yeah, yeah, good fights. Good fights over at one. That is it, party people. That is it. Thank you for joining me. If you listened all the way through, it is greatly appreciated. Okay, don't forget to find me on Instagram. Just type in, just go right to Google search, type in MMA Bob Milken, all the content you will find. Twitter, Instagram, don't forget about the leg show. On Twitter and Instagram, it goes by legs at leg show. Check out, you want to see beautiful women, variety of women, daily, clean. I keep it clean on there. Don't worry, no nudity. Eh, you know, you'll see a porn star here and there, you know. You know, you'll see something a little raunchy, a little sexy, but I keep it as clean as possible, as PG-13 as humanly possible. Check that out for just daily delights. Also, you can find me on my personal page, at Hassan Milliken where I discuss a whole manner of things there on Instagram and Twitter. All you got to do as far as the podcast goes is go to Apple Podcasts, touch the app, type in your search bar, MMA by Milken, you'll find everything. Spotify, download it. What are you doing? Download it, same thing. All right, there's no excuse. So, don't worry, Suspect Picks will be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Hope you guys stay safe, stay strong, stay positive. Take care.